In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 209th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this season opening episode uh, a look at Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to have um, uh, some audio from Coach Pete Carroll uh, from the Seahawks press conference on Monday. Uh, Dirk Cutter and Deion Jones, Falcons linebacker. We're going to go to uh, spend most of our time looking at Seattle, and then we'll wrap up with Dirk and then Deion. But let's uh, go right here to get Coach uh, Pete Carroll on Monday talking to his uh, media in Seattle, uh, audio courtesy of the SeattleSeahawks.com uh, website. Okay, this time, uh, you know, there's, I'm looking forward to seeing everything. Can't wait to see the guys up front on offense, see how they work together. I'm anxious to see the pass rush that you guys have been asking about. Um, anxious to see our edge play, you know, from Bruce and Benson and see how those guys do. Um, looking forward to the, to the battle at running back. You know, we had really good competition and really, uh, I'm really excited about all our guys. They all can contribute and, and factor in. So, um, you know, I'm always always anxious to see how the, the guys emerge from year one to year two and see what happens and see you know, that'll take a while to tell that but from indications that we've gotten in camp and all whether we're really we're, we're really excited about a few of our guys coming up and, and uh, expecting their um, their production and their role and what's going on to, to really increase so there's all kind there's a million things Curtis with uh, the receiver spot behind Tyler and DK, with not with no Josh here, with Paul not getting up to speed, Dorsett and Ursula dealing with some injuries, how do you feel about the depth of that group right now and the guys that are going to be able to go through this week? Feel pretty good, you know. David David Morris had a really good camp, and, and uh, you know he's he's a veteran now. He's been around enough to do all kinds of things. Uh, and we work out on Philip to, to play and, and do a good job in this game. He, you know, he practiced today, and uh, we'll see how he goes through, through the week. But um, any indication is that he should be okay. Um, we're really fast. Um, our guys know our stuff. Uh, we synced up really well. Um, I think when you add the, the impact that Greg should have, that Greg Olson should have, and complement with those guys, I think we can have a really well-rounded throwing game. And Russ is really on it. He's had a great great offseason and a great camp and he's figured out how to do it you know he competed like crazy at home and he's come to camp and just been lights out so uh um, we're really excited about where we're going with it last question aaron levine you guys want me you guys want me to turn up the volume on dave over here the password is go ahead i'm sorry no problem. Just wondering if uh, there's been a vote on team captains, and also if I missed it, uh, did you announce the starting center? 
you didn't miss it. You're the only one to ask. I can't believe it. I thought for sure that'd be the first question. Ethan Posick's going to start for us. He had a great camp. Um, Ethan had off-season surgery on something that's been bothering him for a number of years, uh, athletic hernia thing that he's been dealing with. Um, I don't, all I can tell you is he, he, he did a great job in camp and looked terrific. Uh, was our most experienced guy with the handling the, the whole system and all, and, and it showed. And uh, so we're, we're fired up to see him go. Uh, um, the other question was about what was the other one? Captains. Team, team captains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Team captains. Yeah, we, we did do team captains today. Uh, Bobby Wagner is on defense. Russell Wilson is on offense. And Nico Thorpe is special teams. Thank you. Seattle coach Pete Carroll discussing some of their issues heading into the season opener against the Falcons. Uh, pass rush. They don't have one. Uh, Bruce Irving. Uh, we'll get into that. Um we, we got it broken down for you, how they're hoping to get one together. Uh, wide receivers, they're a little thin. Phil Dorsett, they're going to hope he can play. Uh, relying on, uh, oh, uh, nemesis Greg Olson from his days in Charlotte to uh, help with the pass game. And Russell Wilson's on, on point and ready to go. And they uh, picked their captains, only three, Bobby Wagner, Russell, and Nico Thorpe on special teams. Now, offensively, last year, they uh, Seattle, you know, got out to the 10-2 start, then uh, uh, came up a yard short against San Francisco, had to go on the road for the playoffs. They were 12-6 overall, 11-5 in the regular season. Uh, you know, we're going to get into the game against the Falcons. They were 8th in total yards, 374.4. Uh, ninth in scoring, 25.3 points a game. Of course, you know the, the your offensive coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, he, uh, you know, had a uh, bumpy ride when he was here uh, at the University of Georgia. But Seattle's uh, been formidable since 2012. Seattle is 57 and nine, uh, 863 winning percentage when leading by four or more points at the half. So that's something to look at at halftime. We'll keep that note handy for uh, the halftime on Sunday. Like I said, last year, 11-5, 1-1 the playoffs. They beat Philly and lost to Green Bay. Uh, fifth straight year, they've been knocked out in the division round or earlier. Let's look at the uh, series history after this. In 8 or 10 years, uh, They've been to the playoffs since Pete Carroll arrived in 2010. Pete Carroll's 69 and been coaching in the league for a long time. You know, we uh, had the good stint there in college at USC. Uh, but, yeah, since he's been in Seattle, 8 or 10 years, they've been to the playoffs uh, with two losses against the Falcons in there. But uh, uh, they have been there in the hunt every year in the NFC West. As far as the series history goes, Seattle leads. This will be the 18th regular season meeting. Seattle leads 11 to 6. Falcons have a 2 0 advantage in the playoffs. Of course, there was that 30 to 28 win on January 13th, 2013. And then uh, on their way to the Super Bowl, they beat them 36 to 20 on January the 14th, 2017. Now, we got a lot of players to watch here on offense and defense uh, uh, for Seattle. And we're going to go through them real quick and then some more numbers uh, 
on, on where they ranked offensively and defensively last year. So, of course, you know, Russell Wilson, it'll start with him 341 or 516 for 4,110 yards last year, 31 touchdowns to five interceptions. I know the Falcons are stressed getting turnovers this year, and uh, Russell doesn't really throw them that much. Chris Carson, the Parkview High, Oklahoma State running back, ran for 1,230 yards last year and seven touchdowns on 278 carries. He powers the run game. Uh, rookie D.K. Metcalf, he uh, had a good game against the Falcons last year. He's not a rookie anymore, second-year guy. 58 catches for 900 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Lockett's the top receiver, 82 for 1,057 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Now, a lot of their quests, you know what they're going to do. They want to run the ball. We'll, we'll wrap that up with the numbers uh, here in the uh, they want to run the ball, and they're going to try to turn you over. So uh, defensively, of course, everything starts with Bobby Wagner. Had 100, uh, one of the best linebackers uh, of this era, 159 tackles last season. They've got Bruce Irv Irvin back. He had 8.5 sacks with Carolina last year. And, of course, they picked up Jamal Adams. Uh, uh, safety from the Jets who had a uh, 6.5 sacks. So they're going to try to fabricate fabricate the pass rush, which Coach alluded to. He's hoping that Jaron Reed can go back to his 2018 form when he had 10.5 sacks. And then Benson Mawawe, he had seven sacks with the Raiders last year. So they're hoping uh, that he can uh, – you know, help out in that pass rush area for them. That's a, a big concern since they did not sign Jadavian Clowney last, uh, you know, over the offseason here. So, Jaron Reed, Benson Mawoy, uh Bruce Irvin, and then you got Jamal Adams coming off the blitz to try to get things going. So, in that last meeting last year, the, um, the score is deceiving. It's 27-20. Uh, that sent the Falcons down to one and seven and into the bye. Had the big meeting with Arthur Blank on that day. Uh, after the game, October the 27th, uh, 2019, where they said they're going to look at everything. But that game is the score is deceiving because Seattle came out and jumped out to a 24 nothing lead and uh, then just kind of ran the ball with uh, uh, Carson, 20 for 90, and one touchdown there with Sharp Penny. Eight for 55. So that was the last meeting between the two teams. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll get the thing started this season. Let's look at Seattle's offense and, uh, and the defense. Look at the numbers, and uh, we're going to summarize how they're going to try to play. It's nothing fancy about Seattle. 374.4 total yards, which was eighth in the league. Now, you know we want to be in the top 16, and they're in the top 16 in five of the six offensive categories. Uh, passing, 236.9, they were 14th. Rushing, that's their number one thing, 137.5. Uh, fourth in the league. Points, they were ninth, 25.3. And sacks, uh, they were tied for 23. They don't like that sack, uh, giving up 48. Uh, that was uh, their one bad status. The line is a little shaky. Uh, Ethan Poshik will be the center. That's what Coach Carroll said. He's 6'6", 320 out of LSU. Uh, he won the battle to be the center there. 
after Brett was there for years. On defense, uh, total yards, 381.6. They were 26. Passing yards, 263.9, 27. And then rushing, 117.7, 22 points, 24.9, tied for 22nd. So those are all bad. They're bottom and bottom 16 in everything. But here's the, here's the big thing that makes up for it. Interception, 16, tied for 5th. Uh, sacks, they only got 28 last year. They're down there with the Falcons uh, with sacks. But turnover differential, plus 12, tied for 3rd in the league. So you take the ball from people, you can give up yards. And that's what Seattle does. So when you look at them from last year to this year, not a lot of turnover. They're going to try to run the ball and try to get turnovers. That's how the Falcons got to look at this game. They're going to try to run the ball and try to get turnovers. That's Pete Carroll's team. It's, uh, he tried to do it that way with Marshawn Lynch and uh, the Legion of Boom. You know, they're going to take it off of you and then run the, run the ball. And then Russell's going to hit you over the top with Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. And now he's got Greg Olsen to help him move the chains. Move the chains. So that's a look at the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Let's hear from a couple Falcons before we get out of here. You know you all can follow us on Twitter at AJC, and, uh, you know, on our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. Here we go with uh, Dirk Cutter. I think we got him ready to go. Uh, most of your starters back. Uh, how are you uh, uh, pleased with the work you all put in headed into game one? Yeah, we are. We are. We are pleased. I mean, it's a it's a unique and different different season for sure, with no preseason and just the way uh, everything's come together. But it's the same. It's the same for everybody, and we're sure excited to get out there and, and watch these guys get after it. And um, the uh, are, are you confident the offensive line could uh, you know make some improvements for you to get everything going up front for you? Yeah, I am, and uh, you know it's a it's a team game, so it, it takes all eleven guys. But uh, I'm I'm very confident in the guys that we're going to be putting out there, and I know they they put the work in, and and now it's time to go out there and and uh, you know compete against somebody else. All right, that's Dirk Cutter. I had to ask about the offensive line. Uh, you know they brought everybody back, so that in the line, you know they they had a bad year. Here's Dion Jones. We didn't have enough time together. Um, didn't even know if we were going to have a ball. So just try to make sure everybody had fun and make sure we was all on the same page. And if we did have a season, we went into it with the right steps going forward. And uh, what makes Russell Wilson unique of all the quarterbacks that you face? Uh, I think it's mostly his ability to extend the plays and find open guys and use his feet to, you know, make plays. And his football IQ is out the roof. And, no, just got to do our job. Uh, uh, yeah, Dion, uh, what uh, gives you confidence that the uh, unit's uh, ready to go now and defense ready to go out and play some ball? What gives me confidence? Yes. Uh, just seeing the way we communicate, the way we um all on the same page, flying around and talking and uh, real, we had we had to really you know gel together with all the short time, and I think we did a real good job. And is it an honor being named a captain uh, by the by the team here for you? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a huge honor. Um, 
just, you know, try not to overthink it and just keep playing my role with this team, keep being a vocal leader, keep flying around and putting this stuff on film. Thank you. All right, there's Deion Jones. Uh, he's one of the captains. He think the defense is ready. They've been communicating good. But uh, let's um, we're gonna wrap it up here with the 209th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, just reviewing, we heard from Pete Carroll. Uh, he's concerned about their pass rush. The media in Seattle asked about their depth at wide receiver. They named the captains. Uh, Ethan Poshik's the center. Uh, we reviewed their stats from last year, uh, you know, and a key stat going into this game will be the halftime score. And uh, the, the Seahawks know how to close out games. They've been able to do that uh, to the, the tune of 8.63 winning percentage when they're up by four or more at the half. 11-5, uh, 1-1, and one, went to the playoffs last year. Uh, fifth straight year, they were knocked out in the divisional round or earlier. So, with that, we're going to get on out of here and uh, get ready for the rest of the week in the Falcons in Seattle. 1 p.m. Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Music by DJ Magic. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.